You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast. And just like the last few weeks, got to talk to you about Manscaped once again. They continue to come through for us, and they are going to continue to come through for you. Those of you who have already used our code SHYCHI already know that Manscaped comes through. They come through day after day, year after year, month after month. And even though we're all eager, eager to get out of 2020, it's been a rough year. Obviously, we all know that an up and down season for us bears fans bears listeners uh, the shows the hosts of this podcast as bear fans but 2020 is coming to a close and so that means that we're gonna have to start getting back out there things are gonna start opening we're gonna be able to go places again and you don't want to go out there looking shaggy you don't want to go out there not looking your best so let manscaped help you with all of the tools that they offer the lawnmower 3.0 the toners the gels the lotions Manscaped is trying to help you look your best when you're finally allowed off the couch again in 2021. So while there's still time in 2020, use that code SHY, C-H-I, that gets you 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped to us, from us to you. We're trying to help each other. It's just people helping people here. We're all trying to get back to be our best selves into 2021, start the year off on the right foot. So really get yourself cleaned up. Get yourself trimmed up so that you're feeling confident, you're feeling good. Get yourself right mentally so that you're really out there with all the confidence in the world because you know you'll look good. And then they'll know you look good when you're done with your date, too, or wherever you're going. Anybody. Everybody's going to know what's going on. You especially will know what's going on. And so that's why we're telling you what's going on with this code, SHY, C-H-I. Get yourself 20% off and free Shipping, that is code SHY, C-H-I, for 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped. Again, help us help you help us, okay? So, Manscaped, use the code SHY. Let's do it. Let's go into 2021, 2021, the right way, all right? Good. Good talk, listeners. Anyway, let's get into it. Bears Nation podcast, myself, Jake Hassan, joined, as always, by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. Bears win today. They beat the Vikings. They take care of business. Revenge game in Minnesota. Bears win 33-27. Take over Minnesota's spot for second in the division. Increase your playoff chances with two weeks left in the season. And it's coming down to crunch time. But before we get into all that, the playoff picture and everything else that happened today uh, affecting that, let's talk about the Bears. Mitch Trubisky only had to throw 21 times. And he had over 200 yards on 15 completions. That's pretty, pretty good. You'll take that one touchdown, one interception, and then had an extra 34 yards on the ground. But Mitch Trubisky only had to throw 21 times because of that man, David Montgomery, absolutely cruising from the start of the game. The man had 146 yards on the ground. I mean, two touchdowns. And this wasn't a game where he got boosted by a 50-yard run, 80-yard run. His longest run of the day was 19 yards. So that led to an average of 4.6 yards per carry. He was finding space to run. He was doing whatever he wanted with the Minnesota Vikings. Finally, I mean, I'm not saying it, but we did say in the last episode, uh, the last preview episode, that Matt Nagy needed to run David Montgomery more because he was finding space all over the place. And I'm not saying he listened 
to the show, but I'm not not saying it either. 32 carries is a lot. And David Montgomery took everyone, did the most he could with every single one, and looked like he could have had another 30 more. So the Bears went on the back of a David Montgomery Herculean effort. Um, and it really was a, a good win, one that you kind of grinded out at the end. But every time Minnesota came at you with a punch, you had a counter punch, and that's what good teams do. Uh, and you really give a, a huge blow to Minnesota and their playoff chances while boosting your own simultaneously. So good for the Bears. That's a huge win. You're 7-7 seven and seven now, uh, and you go to play the Jaguars next week. But we'll talk about that uh, in the preview episode next week. But 33-27, Bears are really – almost completely in charge of their own fate for the playoffs now, boys. Essentially, they need one loss from the Cardinals against either the 49ers or Rams. And if they control what they control, they beat Jacksonville, they beat Green Bay, and the Cardinals lose one, they are in. The Vikings are essentially eliminated. They have a 2% chance. They need a million things to happen to get in. So, yes, the Bears effectively eliminated the Vikings today on the back of Dave Montgomery. Guys, I've got Dave Montgomery on my fantasy team. So you know I'm feeling good. The guy put up 28 points. He's leading me to the fantasy championship. Thank you, David. And you're right. You know, you said maybe Matt Nagy listens to the podcast. Maybe Dave Montgomery does too. Because weeks ago, if you guys remember, I was sitting there saying, I don't think Dave Montgomery is an RB1. I think they'd be better running by committee. And that's probably the most wrong I've been about any take in literally my whole career on this podcast. Listen, listen to this stat. Dave Montgomery in his last four games, if you stretch those numbers out over a 16-game period – would be 24 touchdowns and 2,284 all-purpose yards. So that 16 game, that that's what he's done in the past four games. If you stretch that over 16 games, so that's just a good perspective to show how elite this guy has been. I mean, he is working his way into a Pro Bowl conversation. Uh, if you guys want to go out there vote, hashtag you know Pro Bowl vote Dave Montgomery. Do it on Twitter. Get this guy a vote because he is playing phenomenally and he's he's quite frankly carrying this offense right now. Uh, unbelievable win. Mitch Trubisky plays well. We'll dive into that, but. But you're very, very – I mean, th- this was another game where the offense played better than the defense, and all of a sudden that seems to be the case for this team. It's a weird team. It's a weird year. Dave Montgomery, props to you. This is a true RB1 looking like one of the better running backs in the NFL today, currently. I loved what I saw. Chris, your reaction on Dave Mont- I don't know if you got him on your fantasy team or if you're playing against him, so that may affect the way you look at how Dave Montgomery played, but – I absolutely love it. I was in love with this game, and you know, hey, hey, hey playoffs—they're—they're they're looking close, so I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, you—you you really can't even say enough about his performance today. Like the—the the numbers really just speak for themselves. I mean, 146 yards, two touchdowns, and I—I I think the most important part of all that is he averaged 4.6 yards per carry, which you know we t- always talk about the the you know his efficiency and how he hasn't really been able to be efficient whether you know that was his fault the offensive line's fault but I mean now you look at it the offensive line looks like they're playing so much better and as a result David Montgomery's playing better so um you know there was always direct correlation between those two those two things so you know I'm really happy The, the offense as a whole just looks better um and you know it starts with the offensive line it really does I think um you know, Sam Mustafer, we talked about him a little bit on the last episode, but he's, you know, he's really changed the way this offensive line is performing. So awesome job uh, to the offense. Um, and, you know, even Mitch, I I think he had a pretty good game. I, I think he was yeah. making the throws he was supposed to and, you know, 100%. nothing flashy. He's not going to, you know, he didn't put up 500 yards and five touchdowns. But, you know, I, I think that is 
how Mitch played today is, I think, really all you need from Mitch. And, you know, it's just it, it, it's kind of funny because I was going back and forth with people on Twitter today during the game and um, people kept saying, you know, well, maybe Mitch getting benched was the best thing that that could have happened to him. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise, this and that. But, you know, the, the one reason I can't agree with that is because, I mean, since the beginning of last year, all we've been talking about is just moving Mitch out of the pocket a little bit. Get him get him moving. Let, let him use his legs, at least put him in an opportunity to where he can he can use his legs if it's necessary. And, you know, that's what they're doing now. And, you know, they're a little bit more successful. So um, that that's why I kind of don't believe in that benching thing. Like th- this is all fans have been asking for. And, you know, they're finally doing it. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Everything that has happened since Mitch Trubisky took over the starting job again has been positive. And that of course leads to the offensive line as well. Uh, Chris mentioned it briefly. Sam Mustafer at center has been great, has really allowed you to settle the offensive line which has created those holes of those running lanes from David Montgomery. But I want to I want to circle back on a point that Chris made about Mitch Trubisky didn't wow you, but he didn't have to. He is a guy that clearly you can win with. He's not going to make those crazy Patrick Mahomes throws, but he can make throws that impress you. Uh, there was one throw, I think it was on third and 11, where that impressed me. He stood in the pocket. There was pressure around him, and he stood tall, and he found the receiver and got the first down. Um, I believe it was to Allen Robinson. So, I mean, he's definitely, you could see he's improved and maybe it was because he was playing the Vikings who historically he's very good against anyway, but I mean, he was really good. He did everything you asked from him and that's all that we've been asking for all year. Just do the things that you're asked of as the quarterback. And that's all we really need. So um, good for him. Great performance, something for him to build on going into the Jaguars game. And then, I mean, it's the Jaguars. They're going for Trevor Lawrence, especially after the Jets lost to our Jets win today. So, I mean, another building block type of game that he'll have before the Packers in the last week of the season. But I mean, good stuff to see. I mean, the receivers, you, you could tell, I mean, Everybody is just more locked in. They know what's on the line here. Uh, Allen Robinson continues to have a huge impact. He had four catches for 83 yards, but Darnell Mooney had a touchdown. Jimmy Graham chipped in, you know, his couple of catches that he gives you every game. Uh, we even had Anthony Miller sighting, but uh, Cole Komet once again, you know, caught both of his targets. He continues to be someone that Mitch Trubisky seems to like to get involved. So. I mean, just a really overall game that you can be happy with. And it's really nice to see the offense support the defense for once. You know, the defense gave up 27 points, but when the offense puts up 30 plus, I mean, who? you know, it's just nice to see the offense do their part for once. And you want to know what's a sign of that is back in the second quarter, I believe the second quarter, Mike Zimmer goes for it on fourth and one inside their own 30-yard line. And people are wondering, what, I mean, that's, that's a move that gets a coach fired, and there is a chance Mike Zimmer gets fired at the end of the year, regardless of that move. Um, but let me tell you why he made that move. And I, I know it's a crazy thought, but he made that move. He went for it on fourth one because he knew the Vikings would have to score more than 30 points to win that game. And I know it's crazy that you would think an opposing coach has that going through his mind, that you would need to go and score 30 points against the Chicago Bears. But that was the reality of it. I truly think it is. Um, this offense, I would go as far to say, moved better than I've seen it in 
five or six years. I'm, I'm being completely honest here. Better than any time last year, better than any time in 2018. This offense was absolutely rolling. I mean, they were fluid all day long. I believe they had six straight possessions of scoring possessions. It was kind of weird. It was like TD field goal, TD field goal, TD field goal. They had six straight possessions of scoring. Like, we need to understand that as Bears fans, what that means. Six straight possessions of scoring. I mean, that's that's unheard of for us here as Bears fans. So that's it, it's phenomenal. Mitch Trubisky is working his way into a contract next year. Uh, it's exactly the move that should be made. He should be the quarterback next year in 2021. Uh, I believe Adam Hogue put it perfectly in his latest article. He said, it appears Matt Nagy has accepted what Mitch Trubisky is. He is an imperfect quarterback that you can win with. And that's exactly what it is. And and look, if this is the formula, like you mentioned, I mean, they need to play better defense, and we'll get into that. But it, you know, if this is what if what if him being the quarterback means opening up the running game, a fluid offense again, like Jake mentioned, it doesn't have to be the the flashiness of six five hundred yards and four touchdowns and and all these gigantic plays that are going to be you know going viral on social media. If he's getting you the wins, which he has done consistently in his career, and he has been flashy in doing it, then that's enough for him to become the quarterback for the Bears and earn an extension with this team. So can't say enough about him, the performance and the way this offense played. Uh, it's phenomenal, and I'm really excited about the future of Mitch Trubisky now, and I'm really optimistic about it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, okay. I, I just, I have to ask now because I, I keep seeing it. Do Nagy and Pace come back now? So here's Jake. I don't know if you have a strong thought on this, but I, I know Chris is, this is, again, this is the, the we've talked about in the past. This is the scenario that Chris feared and, uh, and rightfully so, but this is what we talked about a week ago. This yes, is we, it is. This is exactly what we talked about. Because, well, just to recap, Kevin, you think that Nagy is gone either way. You think no I matter think what, Pace outside is more of a safe Super Bowl. Than Nagy. Yes, Nagy right. is gone either way. Yes. But me and Chris were in the camp that if this team makes the playoffs and, you know, sneaks in at 9-7, and seven, that they're both back because then they can spin it as a successful season and that they'll learn from their mistakes. Um, and me and Chris believe that because of the history of this franchise and how they operate and just how sports franchises in general uh, uh, operate. I would, And we argued that we would love to see them gone either way, but if you get in the playoffs, it's spun as a successful season. But um, Kevin, I'll let you continue with your answer because you answered for, you started answering first. Well, I mean, I, I again, like this has been my point for a while is is better as the offense is doing. And again, as, as much as these players come in here like a Sam Mustafer, like an Alex Bars, it, it's just, it's simply an indictment on Matt Nagy. And I just I can't get over that. Like, I think people really need to understand that. Yes, there is something to be said. You're right about, oh, making the playoffs. You know, that is a successful season. I mean, it's not spinning it. I mean, it is. You make the playoffs. That is booked as a successful season. That's your goal at the start of training camp is to make the playoffs. If they do that, yes, that's successful. But you have to think about how that happened and the reason why we're even nail biting is because of the decisions Nagy has made so I do think Nagy will get fired but now you look at Ryan Pace let's talk about that because everyone wants to talk about Nagy and they think well Nagy and Pace is a package deal all of a sudden guys Pace is looking really good the Mitch Trubisky you know it's like it's almost I'll, I'll go as far to say this and this might be an extremely hot take the bigger mistake for Ryan Pace in his career was not drafting Mitch Trubisky 
but making Matt Nagy the head coach in the first place. Because making Matt Nagy the head coach in the first place is what has ruined Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I would believe has, has turned Mitch Trubisky to as bad as he was in 2019. And now you see the absence of Matt Nagy as the head coach is turning Mitch Trubisky into, you know, a competent above average quarterback. So maybe it's, it is a little bit of an over-exaggeration to say that move to hire Nagy was worse than drafting Trubisky, but you're starting to kind of weigh the balances there and see, well, you know, maybe that was was really what did him in. So I think Pace is looking a lot more safe, the way a lot of these guys are playing. I mean, heck, even Duke Shelley comes in today and plays pretty well. Kendall Vildor, his draft picks are looking great. Uh, Sam Mustafer, these guys he picks up in undrafted free agency are looking great. Like, this is more of a Nagy thing than it is a Pace thing. So I think Nagy's 100% gone, and if the Bears continue to win, I think Pace is staying. And at this point, I'm not even upset with that. And I know you guys may disagree, but I am not upset with that, the way this team and the way a lot of the players he has drafted are playing. Uh, to answer your question, Chris, I still think that they need to make the playoffs, uh, to save their jobs. I even think, I even think, uh, cause I, obviously the bears aren't completely in charge of their own destiny anymore. Uh, but I even think if they go nine and seven and beat the Packers, then they're both safe, uh, at this point, especially cause you're, cause let's assume you beat Jacksonville. Obviously I'm saying nine and seven, that assumes you beat Jacksonville as well. But I think if you went out and that includes beating the Packers in the last week of the season, uh, when all eyes are going to be on you, because obviously it's easy to beat up on the Jaguars and, you know, the Vikings have had their issues. So, it, you know, they're not like a playoff caliber team as they haven't been in years past. So, and, you know, all eyes are going to be on you in the Packers game. And if you win that game, I think they save themselves. Regardless, even if Pace and Nagy are gone, I think Mitch Trubisky has earned himself another year to at least fight for the job percent. next year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, my only thing is, though, I mean, if, you know, if he plays these last two games, how he if he plays these final two games, how he's played these two games against the Vikings and against the Texans. Um, I'm okay with bringing him back as long as it's with a new coach. And uh, mm-hmm. as long as they bring in another QB, just in case I, I, do I still think you have to draft someone. Yeah. That's my thing. Like I, like I'm okay. Um, I, I'm okay. Rolling with Mitch one more time, you know, or, you know, maybe just giving him a, a prove it deal. Um, I'm okay with that as long as they open up their options so it's not like the end-all, be-all, if that makes any sense. For sure. No, well, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I think you got to draft someone and still make the competition a real competition. Like, I'm not talking a David Fails or, you know, whoever, Chase Daniel. Like, you got to have I mean, a real honest-to-God competition. So so at that point, would it be um, – I mean, it would be Mitch, Foles, and another QB? A, a rookie. QB? I yes. would say a rookie. Okay, so – okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, look, I think I think, you, I, I think you I mean, you assume that. because you assume Nick Foles is going to be here regardless next year because of the contract. I don't think yeah. you're yeah. going to have him be the uh, even the starter or even the backup. So you draft a rookie, and really, it's kind of Foles fighting for the backup. Or I mean, at worst case, I mean, worst case backup job because. Hopefully you have a rookie who's good enough to compete for the backup job. And then you have Mitch on a one-year deal with maybe like a team option in a second year. And then you have a, a full room there. It obviously would mean goodbye for Tyler Bray, but I mean. No. Yeah, I, I think I can, I think I can be okay with that. Goodbye. And yeah, I, I think we'll live. 
Look, this and also look what the look at the Eagles, right? I mean, you know, they they signed Wentz to this contract and they draft Draylon Hurts and everyone's destroying them after the draft, thinking, what are you doing? You got to go get Wentz a a weapon and, and Wentz starts struggling. Now Hurts looks like a, a a starting quarterback for their team, like a, like a legit starting quarterback for their team. So if there's a scenario there where the Bears just you know take an offensive line, take a tackle in the first round, take a skill player that you need, draft a quarterback in the second round. Run with Mitch. If things go south, start the rookie. I mean that—that's really. And you look at and people. If people are you know skeptical to that formula, literally look at the Eagles. Literally, just watch what they're doing with Jalen Hurts. And I think that's a great example of that. Um, but you know it, it, it's so funny, guys, because I don't want to bring up the past, but I have to. How the narrative has changed around Mitch Trubisky. I mean, people did not want this guy in Chicago ever again. Literally three, four weeks ago, this was the case. You guys included a majority of the fan base. It's not just you guys. It's the majority of the fan base and all of a sudden they all want him back so yes i i do deserve a little bit of validation i do deserve a little bit of respect for being on this mitch train all along um so i will take my apologies um from you too when you are ready to give them that's i'm just gonna (laughs) you're gonna be waiting an awfully long time my friend well okay um, okay i'm gonna reserve any apologies until i see how this season ends up first agreed agreed yeah. Okay. If, if you get eight and eight, fine. Big whoop. I mean. <laughs> no, because because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If they go eight and eight, like let's say they beat the Jaguars and then they lose to to Green Bay and they miss out. Like even if Mitch is playing well, technically was I not right as well at that point? Because I said, I mean, it doesn't really matter who the QB is at that at that point because there you know there are many problems and after losing six games, I mean, you know what I mean? Like. I think we sure. just have to just put a still have to put a slight little halt on all this. Yeah, you got to put it, a pin in it until you see where you end up. It's just funny though because like I still go back to the point that you know you you look at that Bears record without uh, without Mitch Trubisky versus with Mitch Trubisky and then, and you just can't help but think like you know, how different the season would be and, yeah. and how different, you know, the conversations we would be having at this point if, if they never made that switch. So that's what's like if they do end eight and eight, it's almost like I kind of look at it that way. Like, yeah, they ended eight and eight, but Mitch Trubisky, like had Mitch Trubisky been the starter all along, probably would have been 10 and right. six, 11, well, five. Well, that, like well, that's that. why I think he's earned himself another year yes, on the job. Exactly. But I, I think this discussion segues nicely into a point I wanted to bring up. Kevin, you tweeted a couple hours ago that, mm-hmm. People who who were saying that they should t- that the Bears, they being the Bears, that the Bears should tank the rest of the way, aren't allowed to be happy or be all in on their new playoff chances. And I replied to you at the time. I said this. I disagree strongly with that. And let me tell you why. I think that that opinion to say that the fans who had previously wanted to lose out, blow it up, say fire everyone, bring someone new in, start fresh next year. And by blow it up, I mean fire Pace, fire Nagy, get a new quarterback. Um, they're not allowed to be partake in the excitement around a, a potential playoff race now. I think that's a little short-sighted. I get where you're coming from because obviously I host the show with you. I get your opinions firsthand. But I think it's short-sighted just because you have to take into account where this organization looked like it was at after this after that Packers game. When we had our longest episode ever and we had probably our most heated discussion ever. Um, 
I think people were allowed to be upset and we do these episodes right after for a reason. Um, people were allowed to be upset. It looked like the franchise was dead. You had just gotten dismantled by the Packers after making a change at quarterback, after changing play callers, and it and you could barely get out the out of the gates against your biggest rival. It looked like you were just going to spiral even more, and then you did because you lost to the Lions again, and it looked even worse. So then now, of course, you break the streak, and you and now you're still with the expanded playoffs. You're still in a position, but I think it was perfectly fair for people to be saying, oh, well, you know, lose out, get a better draft pick. And, you know, as we discussed a couple weeks ago, and I made the point, I'd rather make the playoffs each of the next five years than make it this year and then not get back there for three or four years and have the same discussion. I think people are allowed to that because that was, people were allowed to be on different sides of the spectrum. Obviously, there's different types of fandom. Kevin, you're one of the eternal optimists, the people who will ride and die and always see the silver lining. But there were people like myself, like Chris, who were saying, okay, we have to think about this realistically and look at the future too because, you know, this the, the team doesn't end, the franchise doesn't end with this season. There's more seasons after this. I think it was completely fair for people to have that eye on the future, especially after that dismantling that you took against Green Bay. Now, things have changed, obviously. You were able to snap the streak. You look like a competent, real football team, and you're – 50 you're at a 50 50 chance to make the playoffs essentially depending on what the arizona cardinals do so i I wouldn't say people aren't allowed to partake in the excitement and the optimism around the playoffs i think i think if you had a conversation with people too i think they would say yeah okay you know we were a little pessimistic there but you know like i'm telling you now they would say well can you see where we were coming from at at that time because at that time it was completely reasonable to say blow it up in my opinion I know I, I agree with you. Those are all really good points. And yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. I, I, I didn't say not allowed. I think I meant like less deserving, if, if that makes sense. Just because like, you know, there are still like there are people who didn't want this scenario at all. Like they didn't want to be in this position at all. And now that they're here, uh, now it's like all of a sudden you're back in. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like if you really wanted to lose out, then stick to your guts and you want them to lose well, the next two well, games. Well, like, stick uh, on, to your... on the flip side of that coin, weren't you telling me and Chris? A couple weeks ago that we can't tell people how that. Well, that's true. Saying Kevin that we can't tell people how to be fans. Yeah, that's true. But uh, do you have to understand that like it it is a little bit it it is a little bit like it's kind of it's just kind of frustrating when you have like when it switches so the people who have been right for the people who have been ride or die the entire time. I can get that frustration of, of seeing those other people being like, okay. Uh, oh, now these people want to hop back on because the, you know it looks like the Bears have a have a good chance at the playoffs. I don't I don't think those people are just deciding to jump back on. Like no, I said, it, I, no, here, here, I think look, it was just look. people trying to balance rationality and emotionality. Kevin, Kevin, I remember when 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 me and you got into it a little bit, you literally told me that my mindset at the time was stupid because if the Bears do win two games, which they they have now that it would be pointless to root for them to tank. So now we're now we're at 7 7 and 7. I mean, you were right at that at that time when when you said that. I mean, what about, like what am I going to root for 7 and 9 at this point? I mean, there's not that big of a difference, you know? It, it's either yeah. you 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 lose out from when you know, we were talking about it or you know, that that's the thing like you know what I mean? And, and, I, and I said it at the time the Bears were in a un- unique position where the season could go any which way, because even after the Packers lost, you were still kind of on on that tip of a needle there where you could go fall one way or the other at that point. And now, like Chris said, you've won the two games and you're looking at the playoffs. Things have changed. 
like, like, if they don't make the playoffs, okay, like, let's say that scenario happens where they win next week and then they lose to the Packers. Um, what, like, like at that point, technically, wouldn't you be able to say that it would have been better for them to lose out? Technically, I disagree speaking? vehemently because I sent you guys the video from Jason Kelly. We have discovered a lot about this team in those two wins. We have discovered a lot. We may have even solved the quarterback conundrum for next year. We have, you know, solved the offensive line issues for next year. We have, you know, answered any questions about Dave Montgomery. There are still questions on the defensive side of the ball. But the winning matters in the NFL. Building a winning culture and winning matters. And I think that's my viewpoint, like, regardless. And I think that's why I kind of said what I said. You're right. I should not tell any fan the way, you know, no one is wrong for their opinion about wanting them to take. Okay, no one's wrong for that. You are totally entitled to believe that. And that's perfectly fine. But I'm just, I'm just on the side that tanking is a really stupid idea. And I think that's been validated the past two weeks because of how much we've found out about this team in these past two games and the questions we have solved for the years to come based off of just these two games and how different maybe and how many more questions we would have if they had lost these two games and actually chose to tank and looked really bad in these past two games. So that's that's just kind of where I'm coming from. I think tanking is the dumbest thing you can do. Teams that tank can, you know, pretty much continuously tank year after year uh, and they don't build winning cultures. They don't build winning franchises. So I think wins are important. They're good for your organization going forward. You learn a lot about your team and good things come out of it. And as we've seen, many, many good things have come from that. So that's where I'm kind of coming from when I say those things about that is, is I think I'm just against tanking in the first place. And, and to me, that was never a smart situation, especially given even at five and seven, given the possibilities of them making the playoffs, like with their soft schedule coming up, like it was, it was always a possibility for me. And there were still questions to be answered had they played well. And those questions have been answered. So that's where I'm coming from. And I think you guys can agree, right? Like, yes, you may, you may have wanted them to tank, but now, like now at, at seven and seven, even if they do end up eight and eight, um, you you know a lot more because of those wins maybe than because and then if they had lost out and what does that get you I mean maybe a, a, a you know I don't know one maybe maybe a top ten quarterback maybe we don't even know that for sure so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, sure. I mean that's understandable. Like I I mean so I mean this kind of goes back to the whole thing that I mean you're just against tanking in general. Yeah, yeah. Basically, that's the point. Yes. And yeah, okay, yes. then then yeah, then I think that makes more sense. Um, you know, I, I think yeah, that's that's logical. I, I just I, I just I, I mean you like like you specifically, Kevin, I know I know like you you know, we, we like like Jake said earlier, like we're on a podcast together, so we do understand each we do understand each other's viewpoints even when you know we disagree. So I know you get it. Like, I know you you at least understood where we were coming mm-hmm. from um, when we were saying we wanted them to tank. But you just simply disagreed with it, which is completely fine. But it's just like, you know, I, I it just kind of pissed me off the way, you know, these last couple weeks. Yeah, these last couple weeks, ever since that Lions loss, like people have just been acting like like Bears fans didn't have a right to be, you know, as upset as they were. And it's like I just didn't get that. That's no. Yeah. I mean, Bears fans definitely have the right to be upset. I'm not arguing against that. I mean, I was with you guys on that pack. I mean, we were going, all of us, all of us were heated and rightfully so every Bears fan and a hundred percent of them, a hundred percent of no one was, you know, 
out openly optimistic after that Packers game. Not yeah. one of us. So that was uh, completely justified. No one should be going back and saying, oh, I mean, it's stupid for you to be negative. I mean, no, you have to criticize where criticism is due. Um, but you also do have to notice that there, there was still a possibility for them to make the playoffs at the time. And that's the only reason why I said what I said back then. But no, I mean, Jake, uh, me, you totally justified. Everybody totally justified for destroying the team when they deserve to be destroyed against Green Bay. Well, and that's the beauty of sports is that there's always a different stance you could take. There's never one singular black or white stance to take. You can always play the middle. You can always kind of muddle each side into a gray area. Um, And that's just sports. That's how it works. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure in, in every sport, in every team, in every franchise, there's always someone arguing one thing and there's someone that's going to be on the other side of that. So, uh, you know, that's just how it works. And now here we are. It turns out the cards, the chips fell in the way that now the Bears are looking at the playoffs. It could have very easily gone the other way, as we saw with the Lions loss. And to that point, you know, we almost saw it because after the Lions loss, you were looking at a top 10 pick. So in the draft. So, I mean, it, it almost did fall that way, but they pulled it together in the last two weeks. And now here we are um, looking at a playoff spot. And so with that being said, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, because if they had lost today against the Eagles, the Bears would Damn be in close. that last playoff spot. And it was very, very close. Jalen Hurts at the end of that game very nearly brought the Eagles to victory and at least to overtime. Uh but things didn't work out for the Eagles. They lose. The Cardinals improve to eight and six. Um, so the Bears have to take care of business next week against the Jaguars. And the Jaguars now are firmly in the driver's seat for Trevor Lawrence. They're still going to keep trotting out guys who have been undrafted, guys who are, you know, not really anything to get super excited about. But uh, so basically, the Bears need to keep winning, and the Cardinals need to lose at least one game to either the 49ers or the Rams. Yes. Now, the 49ers isn't a huge thing to get excited about. I mean, they are not anywhere near what last year's team was. Granted, I know Chris is going to get fired up here. Brandon Ayuk is a star. (laughs) He's unbelievable. He's crazy. Here we go. (laughs) Um, But And the 49ers defense still has some guys. But on the flip side of that, the Cardinals have Kyler Murray and and Patrick Peterson and guys who are just resilient, as we saw in their win today uh, against the Eagles as they hung on. And DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in football, but that's a different uh, discussion for a different day. So realistically, oh, stop, realistically, stop. yeah, I don't want to get Chris started oh. on that. So that's for, <laughs> that's for a different time. But uh, realistically, you're looking at things, everything coming down to the game in Week 17 where the Bears will play the Packers and the Cardinals will play the Rams at LA and the Rams stadium. So, I mean, it's not, it's not, you're going to be in a similar position as you were today too, because you pay the play the Packers at noon and the Cardinals and Rams play at three 30. So oh, do they? Oh God. So if the bears happen to take care of business there, I mean, either way, you're going to be watching that Cardinals game. Cause even let's say somehow the 49ers pull it off against the Cardinals next week and you beat the Jaguars as the bears, then you're going to have to be watching that game, hoping they lose assuming that you lose to the Packers then too. Right. So right. either way you're watching that game and it's going to come down to the wire. So, I mean, boys, it's not impossible. Like I said, a, a few minutes ago, it seems like a 50 50 at this point, you know, you got, you got two bites at the apple here. I mean, guys, if you're, yeah. if you're hoping for a Cardinals loss, guys, I just have this weird feeling that the Niners are going to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> and, I, and guys, okay, 
I have a buddy that I met over at ASU who's from San Francisco. Um, so he's a Niners fan. Um, and, you know, me and him go back and forth all the time. And, you know, he always says, like, for some reason, we just always beat the Cardinals. And, like, obviously the Cardinals have been bad for a while. So, you know, that kind of take that with the grain. But, you know, this Niners team, like, they're they're easily – like, like they're the team I can see – like, like they did today, losing to the Cowboys and then beating a team like the Cardinals. And keep in mind, that's a divisional game, okay? So, I mean, as as bad as, as the, the 49ers may be, like, they're going to turn up for that game no matter what. Like, divisional games are always, no matter how bad one team is, you can never count them out. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I, I really worry about the Cardinals' defense. I mean, I don't think their defense is good at all. And, you know, we know what, Sh- what Shanahan can do to, to bad defenses, so... I don't know, man. I, I really think they can lose to the Niners. I, I really do think so. And and if and if I'm Doug Marone, um, head coach of the Jaguars, I'm telling whoever the hell the QB is next week to to throw a pick to to make sure everybody in the Bears secondary gets a pick because they've been chasing the Jets for Trevor Lawrence all season and now they finally passed them up. I I don't know. I'm already looking forward to um to the Packers game. Honestly, I, I may regret saying that, but. No, I'm already looking to week. It's seven. always it's oh you're always flirting with danger when you say you're looking forward to Aaron Rodgers on your screen against yeah, you. Yeah, well, I, I was more so kind of clowning the Jaguars, like next saying week's we're gonna win gonna that be, game. Yeah, yeah, like next week's yeah. not gonna be much of a challenge, but right. Um, yeah, like I I think it's gonna come down to week 17, man. I really do against Green Bay. Like Jesus Christ, I mean, look, this roller coaster yeah. doesn't stop. <laughs> It doesn't stop. It does, they are, they are, and Chris tweeted out today. He said, God, they're going to reel us back in, aren't they? And there's a very strong chance they reel us back in and we lose week 17. I mean, I'm so effing terrified of that reality, but it's quite possible. And they reel us back in just to break our hearts again. But, hey, I'm just going to be happy of the fact that we get to watch meaningful Bears football late in December. I mean, I think there is something worth to that. You know, we all get to enjoy Christmas week. Now the Bears got their win. You know, go have a good Christmas. Good have a Christmas Eve. Uh, and then, you hope. I mean, you should win the Jaguars game. And then you're playing a meaningful game on, I believe that game is, what, January 2nd or something? January 3rd, I think. Uh, late in January there. So, not late. Early in January. But, um no, I forgot what I was going to say. January 3rd. Right. But here's the thing, too. You mentioned the Jets. And, yes, they – I mean, guys, the Jets just beat the Rams. So, yeah, and Chris is 100% red. I mean, in division games, anything goes, man. The Lions beat the Bears a few weeks ago. We should know this. Anything goes in division games. These teams know each other. There is a chance the 49ers beat the Cardinals. The Jets beat the Rams today. What are we talking about here? The Jaguars took uh, the Packers to overtime or nearly to overtime a few weeks ago. Like, it, it's the NFL. Any given Sunday is the phrase that we always say. And that's 100% true because I know a lot of Bears fans are looking at this playoff scenario and thinking, well – can we just fast forward to week 17? Not so fast. The 49ers can do some things. Nick Mullins at times can be competent. Um, so it's in front of them. And and look, and, and here's the thing, too. Like, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but all of a sudden you look at this team in the playoffs and, you know, let's say they do have to go up against the Saints. You know, I'm not as terrified of the Saints as maybe as I would have been in the past. I mean, we took that team to overtime with Nick Foles in there in a game we should have won. So anything goes in the playoffs as well with a defense this good, assuming they step up in the playoffs. I mean, 
literally anything goes. So to see them get an opportunity to play, it's not just, oh, let, let's get in and let's get out. You know, nine and seven, you get in, you lose first round. I don't think that's the reality of it here. If the defense figure, and, and that's an important thing as well, you know, the defense needs to step up these final two games and gain momentum. A very, very crucial thing in sports and in football as well is the momentum you gain going into the playoffs. And this is something I talked about weeks ago. It's very uncharacteristic the way the Bears have, you know, worked around their record this year, right? I mean, they're up and then they're down and then they're back up. But then you have to think, let's say they do end the season on a four-game winning streak. All of a sudden, you're heading into the playoffs hot. And then you think, well, what if we were 9-3 and three and lost our last four? And then you think that's how we got to 9-7. and seven. Which one would you rather take there? You would rather take the formula that the Bears have taken. Go up, go down, and then win your last four. There is a lot to be said about getting Ass- to the playoffs hot. Assuming they take it, that is. Assuming, yes. Assuming they take it. But there is a lot to be said about the Bears, you know, getting hot into the playoffs. And the momentum you carry into the playoffs is very, very, very important. So the Bears' offense has the momentum. Defense needs to gain the momentum in these final two games because it's going to be important. You know, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I just, the only thing with that is like the whole nine and seven thing. It's just like that, that six game losing streak. Like I I can't like, you know what I mean? I just can't sweep that under the rug. And and that, and like that happened, you know, like that's the only thing, like no matter what, like from here on out, like anytime there's a dip in performance from here on out, like I'm just going to remember, like, you know, this team did it, you know, they lost six straight like it, it's that, that that's kind of the problem like that's kind of where all this stemmed from from my argument at least with the whole like you know i i'm, I'm scared of no man's land like you know what i mean because there's so many ways to look at it like the way you're looking at it isn't wrong you know but then there's I, i'm all gonna i'm gonna ways. play the kevin here i'm gonna play the kevin here Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, each each include and i'm gonna include the game against the lions against this um you've scored more points in the last two weeks alone uh, than you had at any point during the six-game losing streak. And then against the Lions, even you scored 30, uh, which is more than you had scored in the previous five losses. So I think this team is definitely playing different. Now, granted, the Texans and the Vikings are not the Saints or the Rams or the Packers, but it's something that you could kind of hang your hat on and look, because like we were just saying, you know, that's what sports is, gray area, and trying to, you know, find the area where you're living in between. You know, is this team... As bad as a last-second loss to the Lions, or as bad as a 11-point loss to the, you know, what a loss to the Colts where you only score 11. No, are they as good as beating the Texans 36 to seven? Also, probably no. The truth is somewhere in the middle, and it just depends on who you are going into that. Can the defense get healthy enough and pull it together enough going into the playoffs, assuming you make it there? And can the offense keep it going going into the playoffs, or even just going into next week and against the Packers? So. It's somewhere in the middle, and these next two weeks are going to show us who they are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think um, – I know Jake – I think Jake always – it's it's one of you guys always uses this, but I'm just cautiously, cautiously optimistic, I suppose, um, especially – again. I mean, listen, we should – mop the freaking floor with the Jaguars like yes that yes. I mean, you should that, you should be benching starters in the fourth quarter yeah I, I should be bored by halftime and debating if I even want to like watch that or switch to red zone I, that's should, how it bad should, it should the Texans be. game yeah exactly. it should be exactly so I mean that but then I mean yeah like like I, I don't know I, I keep kind of just I'm not really caring about next week like like I said, I know this may backfire. And oh, God. I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I swear to God. To say. That's a dangerous mentality I, to take. I swear to God I'm knocking on wood right now. But, 
like I it, I can't help it like and I, I mean do you guys get it like do you guys get yes. what I'm trying to say like I, I I just feel like that's I mean that's what it's gonna come down to I, there's no way the Bears should lose next week I mean I, I don't think well by by that logic there's no way the Cardinals should lose next week either so uh, well, it's different. The 49ers are more talented than the Jaguars. Yeah, Let's relax. Lot. By a lot. <laughs> Still. Yes. But uh, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, it is. It no, is a fair point. No, but at the end of the day, and we'll wrap it up here. Uh, the, at the end of the day, you know, this team isn't a playoff spot. They have now won two in a row. Uh, and you have a good chance to go for three next week. And really, it should have been going for four in a row because you should not have lost that Lions game. But... That being said, this team is playing better football. This team has confidence now. I mean, it's so nice to see those post-game videos from the Bears of the guys coming off the field and, you know, Cordell Patterson with the how about them Bears. It's so good to see that, again, <laughs> obviously. Um, that always gets a laugh out of me. So it's good to see this team playing with confidence. They know what's at stake. They know what they're playing for. So, And I think that's a reason to get excited for next week, Chris, because it's, it's exciting to see these guys play with fire and passion that we didn't see against the Vikings or against the Packers. It's just yeah. good to see this team have some fire again on the field. And I, I think yeah. that's something to get excited for. Yeah, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't mean it that I'm not excited <laughs> necessarily. It was more of just like, you know, in my head, next week is already a win. So I'm yes. kind of just, yeah. sure. you know. Just, sure. I'm just thinking ahead, basically. Right, you're already yeah. looking to two two weeks from now, which is yeah, fine. Exactly. I, I I would hardly, I, yeah, I hardly think you're alone in that. But I mean, yeah. that's why you play the games. That's why you, you know, that's why you watch. That's why you put, go out there and play on the field. But we're talking about this week, and the Bears win 33-27. They hang on versus the Vikings. Um, really played a good clean game that I think you could really be happy with. Um, you know, hopefully next week you get Jalen Johnson back too to help the defense. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you just see what you want to see because uh, this team isn't a playoff position. They're fighting for a playoff spot and we'll see what happens. Um, one last point that I want to make before we get out of here, Robert Quinn sack. I was right. Oh yeah. I was right. right. Oh he's, yeah. He's back. Um, he's about to make up all that money in the last two, three weeks of the season, folks. The guy uh, had pressure today. The guy had pressure today. Not only did he get the sack, he was getting after the quarterback consistently. He earned some money today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone, I, I, I tweeted out like I put like Robert Quinn with a lot of question marks because I was like, damn. Yeah, I saw like, that. And then uh, someone, someone re- either quote tweeted or replied to it and was like, wait, Robert Quinn's on the Bears. And it just had me <laughs> dying. I, I don't know. I just found that so funny. No, I mean, com- completely <laughs> reasonable. But, all right, Bears are back to 500, looking to get above 500 next week against the Jaguars. As always, we have to end the show. Cairo Santos, 4 for 4 for field goals today, 3 Beast. for 3 on extra points. Crushing it. Absolutely crushing it. So good for him, as always. But that does it for us. 7-7 seven and seven Bears win 33-27 to 27 over the Vikings. We hope we gave you something to chew on, as we usually hope for, but no, we did. I'm not even going to say if we didn't. We did. But thank you for listening, as always. Of course, use that code SHYCHI at Manscaped for 20% off and free shipping. Help us help you help us. But for myself, for Chris, for Kevin, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Thank you for listening. And as always, the Bear Down. Bear Down. Bear down.